voodoo. Find me another. New, huh? Yeah, I just got here. Good luck. Andy Chadway, the gentleman and scholars of Omega Zeta Mu. We need a new pledge, and you need a place to live. It's true. What do you think of joining us? I think it'd be great. You're in? Get away from them now. He'll kill you if you stay. The Omegas look and act alive. <laughs> but they're not. Kind of guys you think we are. Marsh performed a ritual on you last night, an ancient form of voodoo. Now that you've been chosen, Marsh will turn you into one of the undead and use his power to control you. You're dead. We gotta get out of here. What's wrong? Marsh and, and the Omegas are not a fraternity. They're, they're some kind of weird voodoo cult. Retribution is inevitable. You're the last chosen to be sacrificed. Look at this. 12 gauge. You're in danger. In a few hours, you'll be dead. Voodoo. Corey Feldman. Sarah Douglas. Jack Nance. You don't know what you're up against. Voodoo. Welcome to the Blind Rage Podcast. This is Brandon Ford. And this is Austin Tyler. And this is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. Happy to be here again. Happy to have both you guys for this special commentary for the 1995 direct-to-video horror thriller Voodoo starring everyone's favorite sociopath, Corey Feldman. <laughs> and um, this is the first time that Austin is a part of an, of an ensemble. And I know he's super excited about that, aren't you, Austin? I, I'm excited. I'm also curious. Why do you hate Corey Feldman? <laughs> um, I don't hate Corey Feldman. <laughs> he says with a laugh. Um. <laughs> I just spies think, Corey. <laughs> well, um, there are things about Corey Feldman that I strongly dislike. Uh, number one with the gun has to be that he thinks he's a singer. Oof. And he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes himself very seriously. Um... And he's nowhere near as talented, even as an actor, as he thinks he is. Gotcha. Um, he's got douchebag tattooed eyebrows. <laughs> um, and um, he named his son Zen. Um, and um, uh, he was initially going to make a documentary or 
go to uh, the uh, go to several publications outing pedophiles in the Hollywood community for a large sum of money. Oh, I remember that whole um, thing. Yeah. And uh, then when he saw that he wasn't going to get the X amount of dollars he was he was uh, after, he decided to make the documentary independently and then sell it independently from his website. So Gross. you got to get paid somehow. I guess. Even if you're working for the greater good, which he claimed to be, but was not. Hmm. But I still like some of his movies. I think this one would have been much better had there been a different lead. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been uh, voicing my opinion on this film all day. Brandon did not hear the yeah. end of it. Oh, well, that's... Oh, my God. big concern was everyone being in their 40s. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the moment he walked on the screen, I was just like, oh, there's nothing that works about this. But I guess we have to actually get into the movie in order to, to explore those topics. Um, now, Tony, did you also see this film? Yeah, I watched this one and um, I found it very big, right? I didn't mind it. It was an easy watch. I've seen far worse, but uh, <laughs> I think I won't be watching it again after we've watched it this time. I respect your decision. I would like to rewatch mm. uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow. I haven't seen that in a long time, but. But that was a fantastic of, film. Yeah, I, but it's been such a long time. I. I lost a lot of my DVDs through no fault on my own. So um. he's been telling the story since I've known him. Oh, his ex <laughs> I'm very stole several of his DVDs <laughs> well, and sold them for crack or whatever it was. I don't. Well, then sick the koalas on him, man. <laughs> well, he might be already he might be already dead for all I know. So. We'll just leave it at that. And, uh, or the snakes that can open doors. Did you know there are snakes that can open doors down there? Why are you so still they know there? How to work door industry. <laughs> and I think, remember I told you, Tony, that Virginia Madsen couldn't get used to working on that movie. <laughs> because of the door handles. Because of the doorknobs. Whereas snakes yes, can open doors. That's probably why. that's probably why they're higher, because the snakes... Can open them. No, well, actually, I was thinking it might be they, they might have been filming in like an old country house, which they do have the higher doorknobs, but every new house is just a standard. <laughs> That's horrifying. Mm. That, no, I'm all set. <laughs> as long yeah, as you've the, got that see, thing but, at the bottom of the door, they can't come in, really. Yeah, a gun. A doormat? <laughs> But the people are, are are so beautiful. Yeah, you just have to Don't dodge legions of snakes, koalas, and pissed off kangaroos to get to them. So, <laughs> And kangaroos have massive balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very particular section of ex-hamster, my friend. That's Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although you can easily mm-hmm. buy uh, kangaroo balls that have been turned into bottle openers here. Mm. I'll put it mm. on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, speaking of Amazon, I need to get my plugs out of the way before we go any further. Yes. 
I would like to encourage all of the Blind Rage podcast listeners to go to Amazon.com to check out my books in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle editions by typing in Brandon Ford into the search engine. You'll also find my Amazon author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. You can also find my books in audiobook format by going to Audible, typing in Brandon Ford. You can follow me on Instagram if you don't already by going to at writer Brandon Ford. I'm also on Letterboxd at Brandon Ford as well as Twitter at Brandon Ford. Tony is on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, you can email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. Please don't forget to stop by the official Blind Rage Podcast Facebook page to like and subscribe. And lastly, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your chosen podcasting platform. And Tony never has anything to share, so... Austin, what would you like to plug? Um, these days, I'm working on some projects. Um, we're doing a lot of more on-site in Provincetown productions. So we have uh, uh, working on a cannabis-themed drag show. Uh, we have some hosting events. We have some fundraisers. Um, again, I'm a bit of an entertainer out in Provincetown, but not because I'm terribly good. I just lack a fear gene. So I'll get up and be dumb because eh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, so if you make your way to Provincetown, uh, keep an eye out for me. Uh, but I'm on the socials and all that good stuff. But uh, start by looking for me out in P-Town and uh, we'll take it from there. We'll give out your your social media. <laughs> so uh, you can actually f- unless you don't unless you don't want to. Well, no, it's, it's so it, you're going to go to OnlyFans. No, just kidding. Not OnlyFans. <laughs> uh <laughs> That joke comes up on this podcast a lot. Well, you know, I got to make sure I get to keep up. Uh, no, you can reach me on Instagram at Spec. That's B-E-A-U-S-P-E-C. Um, yeah, so catch me on Instagram. Uh, if you have any feedback, I'll have you know that I'm completely illiterate, so don't bother. <laughs> Send it to Helen. Hell yeah. Oh, you were paying attention to that, were you? <laughs> So Brandon, <laughs> so, uh, Brandon, I don't know if you caught this. Earlier this week, I put up that I, uh, I hired a new PR assistant. Um, her name is Helen Waite. And so if you have any feedback, critique, uh, anything you need me to hear, I'm going to ask you to bring it to Helen Waite. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So put it in writing and go to Helen Waite. Mm-hmm. So... I, I, I got it. Okay. Well, I, I got a very <laughs> quiet response. I just need to make sure you're where we are. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a funny <laughs> joke. He's laughing on um, the inside. Yes. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes. It's hilarious. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so um, before we get into the movie, um, I... We'd like to start with uh, any recent views. Um, uh, Tony, have you seen anything that you'd like to talk about or Well, recommend? I saw two movies that I would like to talk about, just quickly. Uh, one very good one and one very bad one. 
I highly recommend House of Gucci. <laughs> okay. And I heard that one's good. I it got some not great reviews and I was inclined not to watch it, but then I decided to and I enjoyed watching it. And the one that I would not recommend is Knock Knock. So um I watched that uh, so that I wouldn't feel like a cinema snob and just by going going along with everyone, including critics and the general public, were saying, but at the end I should have just listened to everyone else. <laughs> and you didn't even come to me first. See, that's what hurts the most. <laughs> well, I came because of you first. Uh-huh. Wait, we're still talking about watching a movie, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, just want to make sure. It's going to be one of those podcasts. Oh, yeah, why not? Austin, you you have anything? Um, So you guys haven't covered the special, have you? No. Okay. I'm not going to tell you a damn thing about this movie other than <laughs> you need to watch it and you need to commit to getting to the end. Um, This film, it really explores uh, sort of male sexuality, homoeroticism, but it's not remotely explicitly gay. It just goes into some very deep and uncomfortable levels of male sexuality in a horror context. And okay. it is possibly one of the most unique takes on body horror that I've ever seen. Um, so that means another movie with full frontal male nudity that I don't get to no, see. No, believe it or not. No, no full frontal male. Um, well, then that's just bullshit. What no, about the internal movie- male? At the end of the movie, my roommate and I were laid out on our couches like, holy shit, we made it to the end of the movie, and I kind of just want to go be alone and maybe watch a Disney movie or something. It's <laughs> There's something about the formula of this film that was uniquely disturbing, and I watch almost strictly horror movies. It's low budget. It's not wonderfully acted, but my God, the concept on this film is something friggin' else. So... uh Again, the movie's called The Special, and I think I saw it either on Hulu or Amazon. Do you know what movie, What sorry, what year it was made? Oh, crap. I don't. Oh, no, that's all right. Uh, that just tells with my search, but I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll be able to find it from what you said. Well, to simplify your search, uh, a guy believes his uh, girlfriend or wife to be cheating, so he decides to cheat back. Uh, unfortunately, okay. he goes down a path that he cannot come back from. And I'm telling you, by the end of the film, uh, I actually had friends. I told them, do me a favor. When you finish this film, call me on FaceTime. I want to see your face. (laughs) It's that Um, jarring. And again, it's not gory. It's not gross. It's just such an uncomfortable exploration that it's really worth the trip. Okay. This is reminding me of a really, really, really bad movie that I did a commentary for Mm -hmm. by myself called Switch Killer. No, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, well, Switch Killer is about a woman who leaves uh, an abusive relationship. And I think because it was so traumatizing, she decides to, uh, to go the lesbian route. All right. And her abusive boyfriend finds out about this and decides to get a sex change oh and stalks her at the strip club that she's working at and 
kills all of the strippers who are working there for no reason, really. Well, I, I, and apparently mm. in this universe, you can get a sex change with boobs and everything in a matter of a few months. Oh, good lord! You know, hormones, <laughs> the whole thing. Well. Th- it's so ridiculously bad. I just it seems like a lot. Um I have yes. a fair collection of trans um you know male to female female to male friends and to get a gender identity change in order to stalk and kill stripper it, it, that just seems like a lot. It's it, that's really extra. Yes. 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 Mm. Mm. Well, there's a pretty disturbing scene in which the trans character decides to disrobe in front of her. Um, I guess to entice or to show her what lengths or lack thereof. She's gone. <laughs> uh, there you go. He went really deep inside himself for that. Oh, come on now. He did. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. So of course I had to do a commentary. Well, yeah. So with the special, it's it's weird. I I just it was such it it tap dances on a very particular nerve that I would love for you guys and any listeners to check this film out and just yeah tell me how uncomfortable you got because I was there. Mm -hmm. Creepy as crap. Who's in it? Uh, nobody that matters. (laughs) Nobody that matters. It is well if it yeah. Is it a Hulu original movie? Uh, no, I think I think it was just one of these indie films where people wanted to try to hit on a new sort of topic, a new sort of horror, and I feel like they did it. Yeah. Mm. Well, if, it depends on who distributed it. Um, I might be able to find an audio-described version, and it seems like something I probably wouldn't be able to appreciate to appreciate without an audio described version. If that's the case, I'd be, I'd be so happy to I give you the, the explanation of the plot, but otherwise I need you to just try to find a copy to watch and cope with it. Cause it is something else. Well, I will be going to audio vault and searching for Thank it. You. Yes. Just based on your say so, because I, I do like, weird and off the wall things especially things that haven't been heard we've haven't been done before or things that you haven't heard of before and uh, things that leave you with kind of a strange feeling that you don't that you really can't explain yep and this was all of those things (laughs) do you have anything else you'd like to Sure. Um, I so I'm not jumping on a bandwagon here, but I really enjoyed the new Scream movie. Okay, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I felt as if the no producers spoilers, and the folks that made this film <laughs> knew that there were two groups of people seeing this film: Scream fans and horror fans. So they know that we know, and because of that, they screwed with the audience so hard it was just the best time ever. Um, I wouldn't say the reveal is that, oh my God, you know, it's not exactly uh, a groundbreaking reveal, but there's certain chase and stalk moments that they handle in such an amusing way that I just, I had a freaking blast. Okay. Mm. <laughs> well, Tony, that's, uh, that, that's all you. Yes. <laughs> Cause you're, you're not a fan. <laughs> Whereas I am. No. So. <laughs> 
Mm-mm. All right. But so we're going to get into voodoo now. Um, I'm not sure where to find this. Uh, this is from an Apex DVD um, that I had to buy on eBay because it's out of print. And as far as I know, it's not streaming anywhere. So if you want to watch along, I don't know how you're going to do that because it's not even on YouTube. But if you can track down a copy, then feel free to watch along. If not, then just listen to us banter and to Austin trash the I'm movie not going to trash the movie Sunday. the whole time. <laughs> okay, so. All right. He has some restraint. Okay. All right, so we're <laughs> going to begin with three count. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Yeah, so this is Apex Entertainment, who in the 90s put out uh, some very low budget straight to video movies like uh, Jack Frost oh. 1 and 2, and Uncle Sam, and The Ice Cream Man. The Ice Cream Man, that and movie was fantastic. No, it really wasn't. No, it was great. <laughs> you watch your mouth. <laughs> Stop swearing. Did you hear that Clint Howard was trying to uh, put together uh, GoFundMe to make a sequel? Uh, where can I donate? I don't, I don't know if it's still up. This was like 2015, but it was... He was going to call it... Um, Ice Cream Man 2, Sunday Bloody Sunday. No! No! S-U-N-D-A-E. Oh, I would watch the crap out of that. <laughs> well, you know what happens when you try to go back to the well with a movie like that? It's not going to have the same charm. Oh, I, I absolutely and know. People, but I, I don't know. I just, I found the original Ice Cream Man so just off the friggin' wall that it, I found it wildly amusing. To call it good is unfair, mm. but to uh, it, it was just amusing. It was weird. Why is that woman's head on an ice cream cone? Like, why the hell not? You know. Mm hmm. And Apex also put out a movie that Tony and me did a commentary for a movie called Skinner. Skinner. Oh, okay. Mm. They must use the same composer for all their movies. I don't think so. You know, all I'm hearing <laughs> is the sound effect from RuPaul's Drag Race when it's like, and drama takes <laughs> the off. The rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, like that's all I hear this entire film. And it does not go light with it. I think this, this whole sequence, while being unsettling, goes on a little too long. Now, what about it makes it unsettling for you? Mm. Um, the fact that he has control over this kid who wants to escape and is causing him to do physical harm to himself with... Well, I don't know what he's if he has anything else, but all I can hear is... Is the words I've, I used to watch this all the time, and because I I saw it first on Cinemax when it first came mm -hmm. out, 
and I had it recorded on VHS, but then I lost the VHS, so I hadn't seen it in a while. So I remember a good bit about it visually, but not oh, not everything. Um, but as far as I remember, all you see is him in shadow. I think he's got the the face paint on here, doesn't he? Um, I don't. They didn't no. really show it. They just kind of showed his yeah. lips talking. Yeah. Um, I can tell you what they do show is an unforgivable haircut on the victim. <laughs> it, well, he's going to die in a couple of minutes, so he, he will pay for his yeah, sins. Yeah, he for looking like that in public. That's just, <laughs> he's got the Jonathan Taylor Thomas haircut. Yes. Um, he has, I don't remember what he has. That belongs to this kid. Oh, his ring, I reckon. Oh, that's right. Yes. Now, had I witnessed this? And then, in, oh, sorry, go ahead. And then the he he gets hit by a truck. No. No. Which I'm also Your petrified phobia, yes. of. I think for me, I actually found the the fact that he draws blood. The boy, uh, incorrect. <laughs> that had it been just pain in the stomach and then pain in the back of the head, uh, I think that might have worked better for me. Just because, then why wasn't he bleeding from the head for one thing? And then it would have just shown that his ultimate death by truck was more out of um, uh, pain, internal pain, as opposed to something that could have been inflicted. And you know what, though. Tony, in the movies that we've watched that have dealt with, well, excluding the craft, of course, but that have dealt with uh, the occult, they generally tend to have just random words just thrown in as part of a spell. Mm -hmm. This seems like they actually took the time to weave a sentence or two together in this spell that he's doing. And whether this is Latin, I don't know. Ah. Pancake. <laughs> Find me another. Are you quite in cabin fever, are you? <laughs> pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's have a quick yeah, chat about laugh. this I almost fan. got hit by an 18-wheeler. <sighs> I'm sorry, Corey it's- Feldman just looks like the biggest friggin wiener yes well yes of course it's just that the die job i'm gonna hunt down my girlfriend on like dude come on that's what it would it's the hair dye that made me think he looks old but trying to look young like (laughs) he is old but like that hair dye just made it i don't think he was that old here he was like in his late 20s you reckon maybe maybe mid to late 20s like he just came out of his goth phase, but he's still keeping the raven dark hair. Yeah. Hi. I'm looking for the uh, Perhaps. medical building. How old was he in Lost Boys? Great. He was a kid. Okay. He was like 15, 16. Welcome to Wales. Thanks. You're going to be a doctor, right? Eh? No, actually, my girlfriend is. Uh, and Ron Melendez is in this movie, um, and he's in a lot of stuff, but the only other thing that I know him from is Children of the Corn 3. And um, 
He's he's in the the fraternity, mm-hmm. um, one the bad yeah. one, mm-hmm. he, really cute, cute one with the blonde hair, the one who um, is the son of the one who is trying to help Andy. Oh yeah, yeah. And I really think, I really think he was hired for that role simply because of that face. How could you possibly say no to that face? Well, like these. If that face is saying, "Please help me," I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, these other guys, yes. you know, they're they're inherently creepy. They are chosen because mm. they look kind of scuzzy and weird and off in the distance. So you put your one or two key cute individuals, and it's going to disarm disarm you as an audience member. Oh, he looks cute. He looks harmless. So he's got to be genuine, right? Yeah. Of course. Yes. The actress who plays the girlfriend is terrible. Well, and and so I was joking about how kind of homoerotic and, and pseudo gay this movie is. You know, she has a no, little I'll, bit I'll of presence the in the thing. beginning. Uh, well, I'm supposed to be, but I'm not. But then, so much of the rest of the film is all about these guys and how they they mm. subjugate one another and who's in charge and who's got influence. And, and this woman just seems like an afterthought. Say that England lost its favorite exchange student. Well, they make him go through so many of their, you know, uh, their trials in order to make sure that he's a part of their elite or worthy of being part of their elite, I should say. Or susceptible. Um, Hi, Amanda. Yeah. I figured. And David Dakota has made plenty of homoerotic movies about fraternities that I would be more than happy to do commentaries for if you would so desire. (laughs) Why didn't you tell me? I didn't tell you because I didn't get my acceptance. Do you know, aren't you familiar with the Brotherhood series? Yes. No, I can't say I know it. Oh, obviously I didn't. But I mean, all right. Aren't that the ones where well, like, they're just, all the DVD covers are like uh, guys topless? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just, well, the first few uh, or the first couple came out around the time when all because of Scream, every DVD cover had the floating heads. Oh, OK. Um, so, yeah, they had those. And then I think they got a little more... Uh, revealing is <laughs> sorry. Um, was it sort of inspired by that movie, The Skulls? Even though it didn't do very well. Maybe it. The Skulls was before. There was a bit of homoeroticism in The Skulls, wasn't there? I just. I guess it's tricky because it has to do with men who are in charge versus who's the subordinate. Is it? You know. I just. I don't know. This whole film just sent me down a really Freudian. Well, path. that. Yeah. That is that is um, uh, all encompassing when it comes to fraternities. Sororities, not so much, but fraternities. There's a lot of homoeroticism involved in your initiation and in your hazings and all that stuff. But with the girls, they just want to beat you down. And make you feel as worthless as they possibly can because girls are evil <laughs> like that. And well, the boys just like to play with your asshole. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
make you pick up cherries with your butt cheeks and run around in a jock strap. And I don't see the harm in that. Do you? I mean, no. so is it the case that the sexual exploration with the women comes later, whereas with the men it comes first? No, oh, I think the it's hazing both. rituals and no. No, you have to be you have to be hazed in order to get in. That's what the hazing is. And we but don't have hazing is illegal. So. <laughs> you don't have fraternities. No. no, I think it's strictly an American thing. No, I went. No, but you have to go. You have to go through a haze, even though hazing is illegal. You have to go through a hazing, or 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 some some schools call it Hell Week. Uh, in order to get in or to be accepted, you have to do something. Yeah, I missed that whole thing. My, <laughs> my, and I've known, I've known, I don't think I've known any guys who have been frats, but I've known girls who have been in sororities, and they take a fucking blood oath that they will not tell you what they had to do to get in. Because every single time, because I was so obsessed with these kinds of movies Mm -hmm. that whenever I would meet somebody who had been in a sorority, the first thing I would say was, what was your initiation? And they would never tell me. Yikes. (laughs) But one of them was my teacher in eighth grade. And while she didn't tell me what hers was, she said that... For, for some of the other houses that were on her row, they would do things like make the pledges go to class all day with shampoo in their hair. Um, some, it's something to embarrass you in some way. And a lot of that stuff is in Raw. Oh, I remember that, yeah. How do you think it went, old friend? But though they weren't pledging, they that was just you know part of being a, a, a freshman. Yeah, that was like a med school initiation thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that was pretty crazy. Eat a fucking raw rabbit? No, thank you. I'm gonna pass. Well, if it's fresh, it should be okay. No. Yeah, it's also keto. Yeah. Where are you going? The caveman ate like that. Well, she was a vegetarian, so... So was the rabbit. (laughs) Okay, Tony. I'm sorry, Tony, that was magical. (laughs) Thanks a lot, you guys. I have to wrangle him. (laughs) I'm into that, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Tony's into bondage. Who's my nasty vegan little bunny? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Take that meat. Hey, Becca. Okay, settle. <laughs> I should, it, it, Corey Feldman no, looks see, this so kind of shit, though, dumpy. Mm. <laughs> well, he didn't really bring any no. luggage. And I mean, for someone who's just coming from London, not, I mean, I feel like he should be more cultured because of that. I he I think he only spent the semester. He didn't full, he didn't, he didn't, um... He didn't complete his um, his uh, studies abroad. Okay. I knew someone from Australia who studied abroad in London for I think two semesters or, oh. or one semester. 
she studied journalism. A lot of people who study overseas tend to go to like Hong Kong or Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a few friends over in London. Um, I can't say it was a study abroad situation, but they do find Americans wildly yeah, amusing. <laughs> well, uh huh. I, I can see why. <laughs> um, something that we were told back when I went to uni for a little bit is that um, one of the lecturers was a Canadian, and she was saying, "Ah." Oh, um, the, the huge difference she has oh, yeah. with American versus Australian Why students is that if she asks for volunteers in Australia, no one puts their hand up. Whereas in America, people will jump up and take the opportunity. I'll find a room. I'll get a hotel. Yeah, but everything in well, Australia is trying to kill you. So if you volunteer for things, <laughs> yes. that's you true. get killed I'm by a killed a red yes. snake. Like, no, it, it's, I get it. You make it. Austin makes a good point. Well, but if it was a beautiful Australian professor who was asking for volunteers, I, I might have to take the risk. <laughs> if Hugh Jackman was standing at the front of the class and asking for volunteers... You would die for Hugh Jackman, is that what you're saying? Listen, sir, yes, sir. horror movie what? 101, don't do favors for pretty people. Supposed to be the best house mm-hmm. on campus. If they are God beautiful God. and they're like, Even oh, if they're I just Australian? need a blah blah blah. It's it's a trap. It's it's a trap every time. No. But no, even if they're Australian, <laughs> more so. <laughs> it's a beautiful house. Unfortunately, all the people that live here are assholes. Do they ever show what he does to this goat? Because I, I don't remember. I think he just releases it. Stick around for an ass kicking. That's balls. Why don't you give the guy a break? The guy in the um, the voodoo king or whatever he's talking to almost makes me think of the guy from uh, who comes out and he goes, Garbage Jerry! Like he's got a very similar look to him. Eric Freeman. <laughs> it, well, he Eric Freeman was hot back in the day. He was a fucking jacked bodybuilder. Does he look like that? Or are you just saying his acting skills? <laughs> no, just his overall, like, handsome white boy mid-90s look is, is very much along the lines of uh, how he looked physically. Yeah. See, to me, he reminds me of someone who'd be, like, in the lead of a 90s sci-fi TV show like Sliders. That makes sense. You can trust me. I have a big square jaw. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you like how my bangs are fluffed? I'm Cassian. <laughs> His name is Cassian. What is that? That's that is sexy right there. Caspian. Cassian. Did you ever watch Dante's Cove? No. Ja- that's um. You know what it is? James likes that. Fear. Oh, okay. Fraternities thrive on it. It's a guilty pleasure. Um, no, I was going to get the because I saw they have they had a a show that was on alongside it called the the something the lair I think, but it was like another gay soap opera. Okay. Um, but they, I was thinking about getting it because they have the three seasons on the Netflix DVDs, but it's probably shitty. After you, sir. So are they dicks. 
Um, mm. And here's the guy from a razor head. Mm-hmm. Now, fraternities are supposed to have you know, the handshake originated at least three times this many members. By the 19th century, so I think if you went in and saw that there were only six other people, uh, red flag right there. He looks like there, evil Austin. Bob Ross. <laughs> the guys are in here. Well, Austin is just enthralled by how wonderful this movie is. He, I thought he reminded me of, um, I forget which episode, but there was one of the um, uh, Friday the 13th where there was a, a chubby guy with an afro. Oh, the one with the, the candy bar, yeah? Yes, yes. Um, Shelly. Shelly you're talking about, right? Yeah. Or, um, was he the one that yeah, was involved with Evil Love? No, yeah, that was um, that was Joey from Par Five. Par Five, yeah. Dominic, Dominic something. I'm not going to talk about him because I spoke to him. I was I spoke about him at length because he was one of the people who molested Corey Haim. Oh, that's right. Yes, it all comes full circle. And Feldman outed him after he died, of course. And I mean, after Dominic died. Oh yeah. Now I remember when Corey Feldman did the big reveal, and it was just uh, Charlie Sheen again. Collision of circumstance. We find ourselves. No, that came out after Corey Haim died. Yes. Oh no, but recently he was sort of doing. Um, personal problems. We were talking about the book, but it just turned out to be him accusing him again. That's fine. No, the book he wrote in like um, 2013 or something like that, and he told all the stories. He just didn't name names. So this time around, he told the stories again, but named names. And one of the names was Dominic. And then there there was the guy who worked at Nickelodeon who was fucking with all those kids. Let's not, please, downer. Yeah, yeah. We're we're watching a movie about um, um, voodoo. voodoo. I will say that the the voodoo they do reminds me of what high the school voodoo they do reminds me of what high school girls would think voodoo is. Like, let's say there's someone. Oh come on! Wing, they'll like get a piece of their you know their hair tie and burn it up. It's and not think that. something will happen. It's not that. I mean, if you want to get culturally correct, they're not doing voodoo at all. Um, <clears throat> it's actually classified as hoodoo. Um, oh, yes. So voodoo is designed as a religious aspect to influence things to go your way, protection, you know, all this kind of stuff. When it's done explicitly to harm or manipulate, um, then it's classified as hoodoo and is primarily not practiced by anybody from um, West Indian, Caribbean, or West African culture. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's Americans thinking they can do it and benefit off of it, and this is the film result. So, no, it doesn't work. Don't do it. So so voodoo is sort of bringing energy onto yourself, whereas hoodoo is bringing energy onto someone else negatively. 
Yes, yeah, so it's more about the control, okay. uh, which is hoodoo, and voodoo is the religious influencing the powers that be uh, for benefit and safety. I don't really think anybody is taking notes from this movie. Especially the cast and crew. <laughs> they took no notes, they just rolled with it. That took cliff starts. I could get arrested, I mean... Stealing, right? A lot of other schools. And this is another one of those movies with a university that is never named, isn't it? I don't think they ever say the, the name of the school. No, I, yeah. I don't recall them mentioning it. His outfit just makes me so angry. <laughs> He has no shape. He looks like a walking ball of laundry. It's awful. Yes. Cut him a break. He's Corey fucking Feldman. Wait, did you just say cut Corey <laughs> Feldman? Cut him anything. a break. <laughs> did I get you to say cut Corey Feldman a break? But he doesn't know anything. I mean, he's like, you know. Oh, my. Um, where's Ashton Kutcher? I didn't think you'd ever say anything like he's that. Spe- <laughs> he's special. <laughs> It's like laughing at someone with one leg. You, you see what I'm trying to say here? He can't help that he's Corey Feldman. He doesn't know that he's Corey Feldman. <laughs> he's being dressed by someone else. Don't make fun of him for that. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know. He didn't choose this. Uh, no, Tony, I think he probably brought his own clothes to the set. <laughs> With movies like this, they probably just say, a lot of the time, they just say, bring your own wardrobe. I've been there. It's a weird shirt. It's just three buttons. And are they, are, are they all undone because Corey Feldman's always trying no, to look they're, sexy? No, they're, they're three tightly in a row. No, Corey Feldman kind of looks like a woman you'd see at the Lilith Fair. <laughs> like shapeless mm. like don't look at my body focus on my raven black hair so you're saying Corey Feldman looks like a lesbian uh, yeah no, like Billie Eilish <laughs> oh a little bit I'll get oh good call yeah well with her fashion choices I, that's why she was doing it <laughs> I don't even well she's She's relatively recent, so I don't even know what she looks like. Um, she well, looks like she is, sounds. Yeah, she started her career, and she's a, a curvy girl. She's got a, a wonderful body on her, but mm. in her initial phase, she didn't want her body to be seen. She didn't want her body to dictate her career. So, um, you know, she did these moody, sort of dark, pensive songs, and then recently she did a reveal and people were like, holy crap, look at that body. And she says, uh, yeah, this is kind of exactly what I feared. But she is a very Yeah, this proves singer. me right. Mm. Yeah, she was wearing hoodies for a long time and then yeah. came out in a corset. Well, I had Tony describe her brother to me and he sounds very attractive. <laughs> Branding goes for redheads. Ah. Some, not Yep, all. now I know how you got the job, Tony. Congratulations. I'm not a redhead. 
Now he's sneaking through a morgue and he's just kind of like taking his time. Like, oh, let's haul this body out. I'm going to look around the room. Like, <laughs> dude. Surprise, oh, bitch. <laughs> My brothers and I used to I'm do sorry. scare wars on each other and messed with each oh, other okay. so hard. That wasn't funny. That wasn't funny, man. No, I don't like that at all. No, it was, it was, you, okay? you know, it left its fair amount of damage. I was a kid and my brother had actually slid in. under the fitted sheet on my bed. <laughs> oh. And so I look into the room and I go, Mom, someone's in my bed. Austin, go to bed. Mom, someone's in my bed. Austin, if you don't go to bed, you're grounded. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go die now. So I walk in, and my older brother sits up, bolt upright at the hips, and just goes... <laughs> you want to be an Omega, right? And I only saw white for about three minutes, and when I came to, I was half a mile away. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I scare, I scare pretty easy. <laughs> I do remember as a child, and as, as quite a young child, because I had older sisters who would watch horror, I used to, um, I, I developed a bit of an OCD where I had to turn the toilet light on and off like a certain amount of times or a Freddy Krueger would come out. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I got over that. <laughs> Did you, though? A few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. <laughs> So do you, it's not one of those things where you have to turn the light switch on and off five times before you leave a room or someone will die? No, something along those lines, but... Or, which apparently is something that's very common with everyone, is that there's a, everyone goes through a stage of um, uh, realising the length of their control of the situations. One of my favorite episodes of Friends is when Phoebe is convinced that every time she goes to the dentist, someone's going to die. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then she finally had to go because she had a really bad toothache. And she called, she was calling everybody from Monica's apartment and she called Chandler and Chandler was in the middle of a breakup. So he didn't answer the phone. And she just burst through the door with the with the cordless phone oh, no. and looks at him angrily and goes, okay, if you're alive, you answer your phone. <laughs> I feel like that would be something you would quote, Brandon. <laughs> it is something that I quoted. Well, you guys, did, uh, did you happen to watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Just a little test. No. No, I would like to. There is an episode where Dan- I tried to watch it. Well, listen, it, you don't rely on the first season. It gets amazing when Danny DeVito joins the cast. Sleep with her in my closet. Um, and I forget what season it is, but Danny DeVito's character is this like just sociopathic, super rich nut job that chooses to live like a poor person. And he gets mad at a couple other characters for stealing uh, meat out of his meat fridge. So he convinces two of the characters that they eat human meat and now they have the hunger. (laughs) 
And so there's this whole scene where they bring a hot plate and a turkey cover to um, a morgue. And their interaction with the morgue operator is just friggin' hysterical. Um, there's even a moment where they say, well, this guy looks delicious. That guy, I don't know if I want to eat him, but that guy's <laughs> black. Does that make us racist? I mean, the the, the avenues they explore, it's very funny, but deeply intelligent the way it's done. So I would ask if you try to give it another run at some point down the road. Yep, yep. I was, Tony, I was just about to tell Austin he's terrible. And that reminded me, guess what movie he has never seen? Oh, okay. Australian humor is you cannot oversell it like you cannot <laughs> if you do end up watching it I hope you like it what movie didn't I see you are going to say Muriel's Wedding aren't you oh yeah yes uh, I'm sorry no that's alright there are people who love it and I love no, it no he should be sorry <laughs> no no he should oh I get it am I being hazed in this fraternity is that what we're going through now <laughs> yes Yes, yeah. How terribly yes. meta. Oh, God. <laughs> now, I actually did find this scene fairly friggin' creepy. Um, She's in the bed with him, and he's, she's got this long tongue. She's licking his face, and it's the way she's staring that's just really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Tony's dogs do that. Tony, tell Austin <laughs> about the ear licking. No, they don't lick my ear. They lick each other's ears. <laughs> I know that. So tell me about Annie's girlfriend. What's her name? One dog licks the other, cleans the other dog's ear, dog. and the dog getting licked yeah, that's right. stares at mm. Tony in a very seductive <sighs> manner. Yeah, it's it's very much it's like almost, the couple across the room in the nightclub type of the book. Yeah, it's like, you want to come over and... I mean, why did I immediately think of the scene from We Need to Talk About Kevin where he's masturbating and locks eyes with his mother? (laughs) I don't remember. Well, I don't think I finished the movie. I read the book. I don't remember that in the book. I'll be honest. I I can completely understand why most people could not finish that movie. It is brutal. I managed to get... No, it wasn't brutal. couldn't, Couldn't hardly start the book. I just did not like the... It uh, wasn't brutal for me. I just didn't like the way it was done. I didn't like the way all the quick cuts... It was it was like MTV editing. I didn't like it. I'll give you that. But I, I don't know. I still found the, the whole subject and the way the story was told very jarring. Well, I think that there have Here's been Gillian killer Maxwell. kid... think that there have been killer kid movies done better see i actually i actually stories. found it to be a movie about um more about postnatal depression that's how i was sort of looking at it just by the way <laughs> oh yeah because she had the kid and she's depressed for the rest of her life given what he did yeah, yeah oh, no, and, but copper, like yeah. it sort of felt like uh to me the villain was actually the husband in that no one uh was seeking treatment for either the mother or the son yeah nobody really listened mm. I do remember that. Why is uh, the large intestine so dark? Tony, why is the large intestine so dark? There is some discussion. <laughs> it's constipated. <laughs> my first reaction, my first thought to respond with was inappropriate. That's a better answer. 
Going Honestly, back to your no, Philadelphia we'll line zone. <laughs> The, uh, the doctor professor, I actually do kind of appreciate her. I think Sarah Douglas, I think she's she's been in a bunch of stuff. But she, she does a very she, believable job. Like, I, I would get... Yeah, because she's a seasoned actress. Yeah, and just in terms of how she executes, I can really buy what she's selling. Yeah. It's the British accent, I think. <laughs> hey, kid, let me see your nips. Or it could be that. He's been in other stuff too. He reminds me of the Donald Sutherland character in the Buffy movie. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Oh. He's the harbinger of doom. You need to listen. I'm your way out. And of course, you won't listen to me because you are a follyful youth. That guy was probably a bomb or something. Now, I should have written this down. I was thinking, but I was thinking how much fun it would be to do the Buffy movie. A commentary for that. Oh, that'll be fun. These guys aren't that bad, Rebecca. I mean, you should come in and meet them or something. You know? I, really I mean, I guess Corey Feldman's outfits are based on like mid '90s grunge. Get together tomorrow night. Yeah. He's just a little on the nose with it. Don't, don't, don't flatter him. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not trying to say anything positive right now. There's a difference between reason and excuse, and this is the reason for his outfit. I'll give you that. He also kind of looks it like Hillary e- it Swank. It doesn't excuse the outfit. <laughs> he looks a little bit like Hillary Swank just say he Boys like... Don't Cry. Yeah, but after he's been stung by a thousand bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a bit bloated, and Hillary Swank is a bit horsey. <laughs> Are you related to Hillary Swank? Then why the long face? <laughs> yeah, Hillary Swank and um, Sarah Jessica Parker were raised on the same farm. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> With Celine Dion. With no Celine Dion. It's not a praying mantis farm. Although I feel like he would make a pretty lady, like if it was to drag up. No, I don't. Not at all. Yours. He'd look like Kate Bush. <laughs> He'll be running up that hill. <laughs> no, don't, okay. don't. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> in this, in, in okay, in this in this universe right now that we're living in, Corey Haim is still alive. Gun to your head if you had to choose which one. Haim. I mean, Haim, because at least we all know it's not a long-term commitment. <laughs> You're terrible, <laughs> Muriel. Oh, crap. I made him laugh so hard, he <laughs> dropped his whole... I actually did. I uh, I just knocked over my recording device, so there's going to be a little whoopsie doodle around <laughs> the 57 minute technical point. Technical difficulty. I return on my calls. All right, come on, don't oh, break God. it. That's a creepy guy. And we're back. All right. Oh, this was a total gay bar mm-hmm. moment. Yes. Yeah. I will. I will agree with you there. Versatile kid, uh, 
Yes, but I don't know <laughs> oh if I'm looking, God. sir. You're one of those college smartasses. No. Oh, I cannot remember the name of the actor he reminds me of. I'm joking. Relax. Let me tell you, kid, if it feels like more than three fingers, it's probably a dick. <laughs> My mom told me that. Yeah. Megas are a great group of guys. Mm-hmm. What do you say you get Andy a drink? Something special? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Voodoo King. <laughs> JJ. JJ. Ooh. <laughs> oh, are we dosing drinks now? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. We'll be rolling in the deep. Hello. That is a Zeta Moose Slammer. You'll enjoy it. Zeta Moose Slammer. I'm sure the Weinstein girls had something similar. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so lovely to meet you, Bill Cosby. Oh, you put the pill in the pudding pop. <laughs> Especially Christ. when she says H-E-L-L no. <laughs> No, Cosby was the drugger. Weinstein was. Please don't embarrass me. Please just stay. He was here the with casting catcher. I know they took. Yeah. That's where the term casting couch came from. We'll say we go pay a visit to the Omega Zeta Moo house later on, huh? Um. Well, I, even if you haven't seen it, you guys know the burning. Oh yeah. Right. Yes. You okay? Did you know that? Well, because that was the first movie that they wrote together and distributed under Miramax. They hated it so much that they tried to get... They tried to buy every single copy. Ah. Like Karen Walker's porno. That type of thing. But yeah. but it's kind of looked at as a, a revered <laughs> movie at this point. A revered cult movie, yeah? Yes, it's a it's a, it's a slasher essential. Like everyone remembers that but, shearing scene at the boat. Oh yes, Chase and Alexander, and that wasn't even in the original cut. Yes, he was cute. I will say, he was a cutie. You I know can't who, who was quite cute as a young guy was Lewis Black in um, Jacob's Ladder. I need to look that up. I because I don't he, believe you. He has a split second role, and I thought, oh, who is that? And like, I recognized the face and realized it was someone older, but younger there. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, you know, who is that? But in, in in the burning, I thought he was cute and the like kind of, you know. No, that's Jason you're talking about, though. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I wasn't knock, lusting over yeah, him. Yeah, I wouldn't knock anybody for being attracted to Jason Alexander because he's the, the dependable, friendly, funny guy. You can count on him, you know, so there's a market for that. Now it it sounds like a it sounds like they're trying to go for legitimate sounding voodoo language because it sounds like French ish. Oh, okay. So I will. No, that's not French. French ish, ish, ish. So it might actually be some take on Haitian and West African. But there's also the chance that it's just weird sounds made to sound like a, a language. 
Yeah, but I would. I thought it, I thought that too. But I I think that if that were the case, it would be really hard to replicate it because he does it pretty seamlessly over and over again with a lot of these chants. Yeah, but everything he does is perfect. Look at that jawline. Yeah, you could set your clock to that. You did say clock, yes. <laughs> you put the yelling clock. <laughs> So I guess the whole fraternity war experience is very alien to me because they didn't have that at the university I went to. So I'm on the outside mm-hmm. thinking, these people just look friggin' crazy. Yeah. Well, when you... Huh, when you know or when you learn what kind of humiliation these people have to go... The pledges have to go through in order just to be a part of a group... Yeah, you would think that they are pretty freaking crazy. And supposedly, um, I think it's like 65% of people in really powerful government positions were in fraternities. My thing is, how what do you that do say about all our of country? this and get your degree? Like, how do you have the time? Well, in in this movie, people really don't go to class. Mm. But it, the fraternity sorority thing is was really meant to first and foremost to build friendships for life, um, to help you network, and also to give back to the community with chari- doing charity work and things like that. That's what that's ideally what they're supposed to do. Um, it's supposed to be positive but i think that's what the fraternity you know. charter says versus what they're actually about yeah it's, yes, it's sort of like yes, the republicans exactly oh yes <laughs> oh man what a mess what should we do clean up Check the house don't worry daddy's got it <laughs> mhm he was in full-on damage control mode right there. <laughs> Go get the rush. Did you say go get the rush? <laughs> As in the pledge, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, girl, you outed yourself on that one. <laughs> Now's all bloody. Oh, it's from the chest. Okay. I was going to say, he wasn't kidding when they talked about furious (laughs) masturbation. He gave my son that very same mark and took him from me forever. How are you doing here? I think the reason I'm so horrified with uh, Corey Feldman's hair is that there was a period of time where I thought that would look good on me. (laughs) So it's like you're looking at an alternative life path and you're just grateful you didn't take it. (laughs) You could start singing, that could have been me. I'm telling you the truth, kid. <laughs> Marsh performed a ritual on you last night, an ancient form of voodoo. This guy's got, it's got a real, like, um, Cinemax voice. Like, <laughs> hello, I'm welcome. Yeah, like Unsolved Mysteries. I got drunk last night. Yes. Yeah. I got a tattoo because of it. That's all. This scene coming up 
so you wouldn't resist. Um, and that tattoo is only the first With tattoo. the mass shooting in no, the fraternity, I remember it really kind of unnerved me the first time I saw it. And when I got the DVD and I revisited it, this movie after, for the first time in so many years, I still found it pretty unsettling. I mean, it, it's sick to think that we're in a phase where we're almost used to school shootings at this point. Um, but the first time I watched it, which was today, when he's walking around swinging this rifle and the other guy's playing with the doll. I, I mean, that's when I got the most penisy image of this film is he's walking around establishing authority with this dick-shaped implement while the voodoo guys are playing with dolls and being all cutesy. I was like, this is really really kind of queer this whole whole montage collection of shots yeah yeah hey uh, well if you look at no the gun, no it's not dick at all yeah it's a dick extension and he's playing with it yeah and that's exactly what austin said to me over messenger this afternoon my chest last night how'd i get this the tattoo place right next to the club how many tattoos do you have, Austin? Um, I have three. Oh, nice. Yes. What do you have? A uh, small uh, Buddha on my left chest, um, a huge octopus on my right chest, back shoulder, uh, right chest, right shoulder, and arm, and then a series of dinosaur footprints on my leg. Oh, nice. Yeah. And as I tell everybody, they all seem like great ideas at the time. <laughs> I don't have any tattoos and I haven't had any inclination but then the other like the other month I thought if I saw an image and I thought oh if I were to ever get a tattoo I'd probably get that and it's the Dimension logo <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what <laughs> so I probably wouldn't get it <laughs> oh I mean of all the things you could permanently affix to your body the Dimension logo <laughs> You want the logo of a corporate entity burned into your flesh. Well, I'm not looking at getting a tattoo. But All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought I saw it and I thought, oh. No, Tony, you don't get if to I back out if now. If I would ever get a tattoo, I might nope, get that. Nope, you don't get to back out. Where would this tattoo go? I think across my, the back of my shoulders. It's, it's hard for me because I'm covered in hair, so. Yeah, that's why they got razors. <laughs> no, he that's his thing. You don't don't tell him. Well, that. for the tattoo, I'm not proud. saying live a hairless life, but to apply He's the tattoo. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. I'm just oh, I don't, I don't intend to get rid of it. You are our favorite Brillo pad, Tony. We love you. Yes. <laughs> like a hair Tony's hot husband water is covered <laughs> is covered in tattoos from neck to foot. Who's this? Tony's husband. Huh? Well, yeah. Why do you need tattoos? He's covered. Huh. Yeah, I'm. Um, <laughs> the two of us hey, together, we're fine. I really got a skedaddle. I'll catch you later. Bye, asshole. <laughs> yeah, the, playing with the dolls thing, and it's an almost naked man. I just, it's. Hmm. It's a fucking voodoo doll. I'm it's a, a toy. Weird. If, if if it was a voodoo, like if they made it out of wax, I'd be more. But because they've they bought a Ken doll, they it's couldn't, very. They couldn't make it anything other than a Ken doll because that would have been hey now, sus. That's smarts. 
skin's feeling a little dry. Need some lotion. Oh, okay. We're going to move to lotion. <laughs> We're going to lotion the lotion dolly. On, yes. Like, come on. Well, that prick hurt. Put some lotion in there. <laughs> Don't they always? Yes. <laughs> the first time. Not tonight, honey. I've got a headache. Busy day tomorrow. This is a very serious matter. <laughs> you, my God, all you do someone's is playing with the doll. <laughs> I'm like Jane, uh -huh. uh, Dame Judy Dench. Who? This is amazing. Mm. Fuck John Malkovich. This is theater. And the dosing thing again. It's because you know I watch a horror film and I love to ask, what is the commentary that? Beyond the horror story, what is the commentary? So we've seen multiple yeah. drinks get dosed. We have this weird homoeroticism, uh, fraternity pledge. We have a near complete absence of women. What's happening to me? I don't know. It's pretty gay. Well, he sh the wom the woman he fucked the night before is the first one he shoots. So yes. he shot her last night, and now he's gonna do it again. I think he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't leave your windows open. Wow. It's cocked and loaded. I'm going to stop now. All right. <laughs> Would you settle? <laughs> assault barrel. Eight rounds in the hole. You know, uh, to, to this movie's credit, or to this actor's credit, there is something excessively creepy about how it's like he's telling a fairy tale that's happening yeah. in real time. That, that, that is kind of spooky. That is one of the main reasons why I find this whole sequence so creepy. Yeah. No and this, the slow motion <laughs> aspect, even creepier. Uh, it heightens it, I think. But I, I think the Voodoo King um, telling this story, I mean, he's clearly enjoying the process. He's, he's having a good moment here. Oh, yeah. And were he and the girls He's because he's getting his beds. revenge. Just by the way? What? The guy shooting, the girl that was in his room, they were like in different beds. Or were they sleeping no. together? No, she was like on the other side of him. Talk and he, he like, as soon as whatever, as soon as the, the ceremony or whatever it was that he was doing took effect, he shot up. Yeah, yeah. So Austin, do you reckon the fact he's wearing a wife beater means anything? This is embarrassing. I mean, I, no, he's not. That might not be so much a. Um, I think that's just a costuming thing. A choice, yeah. I thought he was wearing one of those, um, like sleeveless shirts with that have the arm sleeve or really like go all the way down. Look, he's actually tapping him on the ear with the dick. Like it, it's what's gotten into me. I've gone trigger happy. It's presidently a prick. I'm well, on there. Maybe just one. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Your barrel is leaking. <laughs> okay. If you're not going to take this seriously, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. What That's hot. I'm doomed. Doomed. I'll never get into Harvard business school with this on my transcript. <laughs> No stock portfolio, no million by 35, no former TV spokesmodel wife. Yeah, he is a spooky dude. I, I actually didn't really, I, you know, I was watching earlier, but I'm kind of 
catching it now. He, he's an exceptionally unsettling storyteller. Yeah. I think it's how much pleasure he's taking in doing this. Put it in your mouth. <laughs> I love that part. That's Shakespeare. <laughs> oh. And that's not, he fucked up the quote, too. I was great. I would like to uh, propose a toast. That's, that's to not the right, brothers that's not the right life. wording. Well, he's okay. a political science major. What do you want? Well, you would think that the one who memorizes encyclopedias would be like, okay, you just misquoted Hamlet. Yeah, but he doesn't know a damn thing about hair care. So, you know, it bounces out. Uh, Those aren't split ends. Those are divorced ends. I remember, I still to this day remember the first fucking time I saw this. And in my head, I'm screaming, you better run. You better run. You better run right now. (laughs) (laughs) This scene really, this scene got to me too. Listen, I see somebody shake like that, and I know they've been to Taco Bell within the last 24 hours, and I would jump out the window, too. They got gas for $1.49. Oh. I think if it were me, my first intuition would have been like, well, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Mm. Like but I'm, out I'm a terrible... Stuff. <laughs> I'm a terrible liar, so... I don't know. I feel like my first intuition would be don't chase my girlfriend to medical school. Because I think... Okay, now you're going a little too far back. Well, you know, this is why my life isn't actually a horror movie, is I make reasonable choices. (laughs) I need to talk to the officer in charge. I think there was actually a moment in the film, I don't know if it's already happened, where he says, well, it's just kind of a summer thing. Three months could be a lot. I'm like, dude, you changed the course of your life? For this mm. okay-looking girl? Yeah, but what's Corey Feldman? I saw you at the bar. <laughs> I love you. I still got the taste of your ass in my mouth. Uh, um, is it Christopher McDonald that he reminds you of? Is that... <laughs> Who, the security guard? The... I thought it was in the police, but maybe the security guard, yeah. Whatever. The one who met at the bar the other night. Rebecca, we gotta get out of here. Oh, that's not a compliment. Behind you, they're all dead. Dead? How? It's Marsh. Killed everybody. What? She is acting. Christopher McDonald? You think that's a compliment? You see this? Who is? I can't remember what other movie. What was he in? I thought that's he played Gina Davis's husband in Thelma and Louise. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could be him. He was in um, He was in uh, Fatal Instinct. I gotta get out of here. All right, well, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna look into this. And if we find anything, we're going to the administration. I gotta go. Okay. I'm gonna stay here. And you know look what into scene this. I? Uh, you know what scene I always loved in the beginning where he's go- <laughs> He's going to work and the guy's doing like. Um, repairs on the house and he slips on it and falls on his ass over the um, lumber that wasn't in the script oh no right 
And they thought everybody thought just thought it was so fun because he just went with it and improv the line and called named the guy Homer. <laughs> Spooky, 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 spooky. Like his shirt, though. You don't know what you're up against. It's with the fucking clothes. Just go to the gap and buy something already. Well, I feel like with him, it's it's somehow related to his his practitioner status. Yeah. But everybody else dresses out of a dumpster. I think I saw his body. Yes. You gotta get down here right away. Thank you, midwife well, future doctor. Be... With the crop top leather jacket. Ugh. Come on now, what kind of Sandra D BS am I looking at? I feel so outside right now because. Well, the moral of the story I, is that this they, is... they're all dressed terribly. This is not something I would even be thinking about, even if I could see the screen. Because you're not an ill-tempered gay. (laughs) That's true. But I'm sure Tony would disagree with you. (laughs) He is. That's why he has to drink. (laughs) That's why he has to drink in order to get through these comments. He does have a good voice for delivery. I'll give him that much. Oh, I was thinking of the wrong guy. Um, yeah, I'm very jealous of people with deep voices, just because I don't have one myself. Tony, you have an Australian accent. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of everyone of here has an Australian accent. <laughs> Why is he sitting down like he's going to flash him? Yeah, I know. Maybe. Uh, Sorry, let me tuck this back while I do my voodoo that I do so well. Do you like the fact that I have candles and electricity on at the same time? I'm amazing. I'm going to send you all six of the Brotherhood movies (laughs) and make you a very happy man, Austin. (laughs) They gave my son a tattoo, so I live in a dump. Marsh happened. He recruited my son, Brian. No, he was following Marsh from city to city to city. I've been on Marsh's trail ever since. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Cassian. Of all the bad things you think of happening to your kids. What kind of root cellar nightmare? See, this bit reminded me, like, made me think of the homosexual side of it. That he's regretting his son joining this group of guys. And he has to save him. Oh my God. I don't know what is wrong with the both of you. Well, I was just sensing some homo, gay you know, undertones at all. I mean, this scene itself, it's like John Wayne Gacy in his own pleasure basement with a young guy. Like, it's. Oh. <laughs> but Corey wouldn't be alive. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> Look that tattoo the there, that sound cue has been used in so many fucking movies and it's been used 400,000 times in this movie 
Yeah, it's I, it's it's used a lot. I think that's the part of the reason I had a problem with the film is that they're using all these like sort of uh, Afrocentric, you know, mystical sound effects on the whitest college campus I have ever seen. <laughs> exotic, exotic, exotic. It's the only way to kill a voodoo priest who uses black magic. I have to get him to ingest it tonight. Once it's in his system, it'll be over. Put it in his mouth. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping me out. I gotta go. Settle. You're not going anywhere but back to the Omega house. See, the same thing happens when James comes on. Yeah, but this movie is so gay. So he controlled you. Oh. Yeah, I thought this was a horror podcast, not Pride Radio. What's going on here? <laughs> All right, anyway, I did think that the Ron Melendez character being his son, who was dead, was a nice twist. Oh, so the son's been dead this whole time? Yeah, they're all dead. They're the undead. Well, I think Corey, Corey Feldman, well, he always seems dead and everything, but... I think he was on his way, or he was, or he was, He's in the process of, and yeah, and yeah. But the rest of them, because I thought they were just under like spell and influence. No, they're dead. Oh. Sorry about your dead kid. Thanks for bringing <laughs> me to your pleasure basement. Is that your usual pickup line? Actually, one of the very best pickup lines I've ever used, and I don't know why we're talking about this right now, but here we are. No, I meant um, his pickup line. But <laughs> tell us yours. No, mine was, uh, I was, you know, I was having a good time with this guy, and, uh, you know, I'm on the uh, heavier side of the spectrum, and I keep a fan blowing directly on my bed the whole time, so he got chilly, and I was like, oh, if you get cold, you can just cut me open and sleep in me like a tauntaun. And, uh... <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, we had a thing going on for about three years. I'm having midsummer flashbacks. Hey, listen, <laughs> all you need to understand is that I'm a great time. Yeah. <laughs> and you meant cut open anally. <laughs> uh, listen, it, okay. any port in a storm. <laughs> Whatever. It's a tension. It's been a warm. weird few years. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used a pickup line. I'm a, I'm a chatter. Mm-hmm. And then it just leads on. <laughs> no, that's what keeps me single is I try to speak in punchlines. <laughs> I don't talk to people unless they talk to me first because every time I talk to strangers in social settings, they give me this filthy look like, why are you talking to me? Hmm. That's why I'm going to die alone. Isn't that right, Tony? We all die alone. According to Cher. Who will never die? She can shut the hell up. (laughs) We all sleep alone. (laughs) Not in my pleasure basement in the root cellar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're the only one breathing. Ah, details. Okay. (laughs) Well, all right, let me say this. 
for a while, I was toying with the idea of doing a commentary for a horror-themed porno movie. Oh, my God. Yes. And <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. I didn't even have to ask, Tony. Did you see that? Did, did you see the... Did you hear it? Did you hear the enthusiasm? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he was on board before I even completed the thought. Well, no, because it's something we used to do in college. We used to do porno and pasta night. So we would... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so my friend would cook up all kinds of crazy food. And each week, one of us would take a turn to find, like, porn. And so somebody would do, like, gay porn or straight porn. And I was like, this game sucks. Let's get weird. So in the $4 bin, I found a porno called Spankenstein. Oh, okay. And it's these two women running through the woods away from the seven-foot guy with these giant foam rubber hands who's gently paddling them on the ass, and they're like, oh, no, I can't escape. (laughs) And then at the end, uh, Dr. Spankenstein catches them and, like, gently taps them on the butt with a ping-pong paddle for, like, 20 minutes. And by the end of it, um, even the straight guys in our group are like, I just want to see someone hump something. This is driving me crazy. I can't watch porn and eat. Amateur. That's why I don't understand the incorporation <laughs> of food and sex. That I no. And I especially could not watch straight porn and eat at the same time. Oh, so see. you could never like include uh, whipped cream. Is that what you? Uh, well, that's different. Are you kidding me? But I would eat what? like <laughs> chicken lo mein out of your navel. Let's go. Like <laughs> well, whipped cream is different, but would I, if somebody I was with wanted to do it, would I do it? Probably. I mean, I've licked, but I've licked I a like grape it? in no. and out. <laughs> I don't like, well, especially something like whipped cream because it's sticky. And your breast gets sticky after the fact. You, well, at some point in the relatively near future, showers in, in, in the... Schedule. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, you do you, both wow, of you. Wow. Okay. And you'll be I'll... doing you. <laughs> I've been doing me and, and anybody else that'll be... get near me. Come on. <laughs> I'm scared, Andy. I'm scared, Andy. Oh. I'm a scared corpse, but I'm pretty. <laughs> Would you sure? <laughs> I'm scared, Andy. I should... How could you say no to that face? Look look at him. Oh, I would say yes all him. over his Ooh. face and hair. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you would spell out yes. <laughs> I know a safe place. No, I would spell out absolutely. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Give me a time, date, and place, and I would dot the I's and cross the T's, baby. Two of you are making me feel strangely normal. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that what this is all about? Oh, they're back at the morgue. They're going to crack open a cold one. Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, this is this is one of those instances where you're spe- you're specifically told do what you need to do, talk to nobody, trust nobody, and of course, they talk to somebody, they trust somebody, and they bring somebody back 
where they're not supposed to be. And all so you know it's going to bite him in the ass. Mm-hmm. And all because she had to have a bare midriff with her little leather jacket. Yes. No, I was talking Fire about Ron Melendez. Oh, gotcha. you have to tell me what all this is about. Oh man, she looks like uh, <sighs> Christina Applegate's knockoff doppelganger from Married with Children. If you got her on Wish. <laughs> that outfit is something. What's the matter? And that turban is so Gloria fucking Swanson. <laughs> Look like Gloria fucking Swanson. <laughs> Am I seventy? Am I seventy, David? Lose the turban. Why not put me in a walker? <laughs> Buy a goddamn walker and put me in it. I feel like the goddamn Tweety Bird. <laughs> I love the scene when, <laughs> when Kathy and Jimmy holds up that dress and she's just like, oh, ugh. And then they cut to the scene where she's cutting it up with the cigarette yes. in her mouth. <laughs> Rose, don't hover. Come in or get out. Actually, I will say this friend, she reminds me of Sabrina's original female friend in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Just that vibe. I don't understand what's going on. I don't remember. I just remember... Um, so a moon fry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chicago, but I think I saw his body. What did he look like? Although, in Singer again, I rescind my statement. I apologize. Melissa Joan Hart has a book. I was thinking about getting it. It's called Melissa Explains It All, but I was like, uh, Well, Clarissa didn't explain it all. Why would you expect Melissa to? <laughs> Well, I, she just she just seems too much like a goody goody. There's there's nothing. There's not going to be anything juicy in her book. She's going to take him to Jeffrey Epstein now. Oh. Um, did you ever watch? Did you ever read? Uh, are you going to read Jamie Lynn Spears' book? <laughs> I'm halfway through. Oh, it, unfortunately. Really? <laughs> oh, God bless you. Is it full of all the revelations and bombshells you were hoping for? No. Just saying, give me more? No. Get it! And I don't know why Brittany was flipping out because she barely even talks about her. I think she was flipping out the fact that Brittany's got this publicity going and now Jamie's riding on the coattails of which you'd think she'd be used to all her years of her life. No, yeah, I don't think that's it because Jamie Lynn has been acting since, like, she was like 10 professionally she was on all that and then she had Zoe 101 and then she ruined her career um but I was saying I was talking about this um with Charlie the other night um in cause the audio well I try to give the when, it, when it's a celebrity memoir I try to give whoever it is the benefit of the doubt and think okay maybe they actually did write it or maybe they did it spoken to a tape recorder and it was transcribed um it's pretty fucking clear that she didn't write a goddamn word oh no that's because there's there's no confidence at all in what she's saying because if there's like a three syllable word she hesitates Oh, and okay, yep. um, 
they must have had to do a lot of uh, of revisions um, due to errors in the initial reading, and and it's pretty abundantly clear because when she came back in the second time to do the fixes, she clearly had some kind of a sinus infection. <laughs> So she goes from talking like this to talking like this to talking like this to talking like this. And it's throughout the entire book. <laughs> you must be having a blast. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's not good. Her journey through COVID. Is that what it is? Father, please. Nobody knows me <laughs> like my sister. Oh. Release me from him. I'll be your daddy. <laughs> I can stop. I can't. I love you, father. I can't. But daddy, I'm pretty. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> I fucking want to smack Corey for his initial reaction. Wait. No. No. <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm beginning to question his dedication to sparkle motion. Yes. <laughs> it was almost like, no, you're not supposed to do that. Like he, he like he, Wait, no, he's he's not why we're here. <laughs> now, uh, Brandon doesn't, Brandon doesn't understand the sparkle motion reference. <laughs> what? You haven't no. seen uh, Donnie Darko? No, I have it though. Oh, that's that was a really oh no I tried to I no I did I tried to watch it but I was like this is too fucking weird and I liked um I liked Drew Barrymore in it oh um, oh no the whole movie was completely some, disoriented and some of the dinner table scenes um you can suck a fuck like. how exactly does one suck a fuck I'm all ears <laughs> Um, and Jake Gyllenhaal having a wank in his therapist's office was. Ah, he does like an audience. Me too. Now that's James Franco, isn't it? I think, though, um, <laughs> I would really need um, an audio described version if I was going to give it another chance because it's, it's one of those trippy, weirdy, weirdo movies that I don't think I would be able to follow at all if I was just watching by ear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it that movie left me silent for nearly three hours. Oh, look at the get-up. <laughs> oh, she got the ceremonial makeup the... on. Oh, it needs to blend, sake. really. See, this is what happens when you go with Nick's cosmetics and you don't spend money. <laughs> you know what kind of gay I am? What kind of gay are you? I had a, I had a female friend who had to go there, and she asked me to join her, and I was like, mm -hmm. I have to. She was like, please, and I was like, all right. And like the whole forty-five minutes she was in there, I was just sitting outside, chain smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't even want to be anywhere near that 
Now, what I love... I don't like shopping. I, I love in the scene, most like... of this is all just him posing threateningly. Yes. Uh, spooky, spooky, spooky. I'm going to get you. Spooky, spooky. Well, it's almost like my nipples are hard. <laughs> oh, no. That's bad. Looks like I'm running around penetrating his friends, but no, it's not mm. a good movie. I think you, more than anybody, Austin, have searched for undertones, gay undertones in this movie more than anyone I've ever done a commentary for on any other movie ever. And that includes Tony. Because this movie is a sausage fest. Yeah, it's it's not like we're looking for that. They're presenting. You're influencing like him, Austin. I'm not influencing. You're creating a monster. I think that monster. Nobody wants to see Shorty no more. Who knows? Maybe chief of police. Always had. Would you like a vodka soda? In the face. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I'm gonna take my butt ugly backpack and run. <laughs> what What are you drinking today, Tony? Black Sambuca. Oh. <laughs> so your favorite? <laughs> no, I don't drink at all. I don't. I don't do anything. No, I'm. I'm, that's why. That's why I have no friends and no boyfriend and nobody likes me because. Well, I, you don't link to that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> well, first of all, I don't get. I don't have a Tinder profile. Yeah, he's on Farmers Only. That's right. <laughs> the Christian Network. So I'm into cows or whatever the fuck it is. They... For for uni, we created a website called Halo.com, which was. Homos and lesbians online. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well, you're a match made in heaven. <laughs> oh, God, no. It, it was all tongue in cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, there's actually a dating website for clowns. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's Grinder. like clowns and circus Probably. performers. <laughs> I bet the sword swallowers get the most action. Hey, listen, when you're good, you're good. Damn right they do. And never ask for a clown to give you a hand job because they will balloon animal your stuff. <laughs> oh, I was just I I thought that their hand was gonna come off like when the killer clown tried to get handcuffed and in and put in the cell. Well, I could imagine them blowing a condom like they do their regular <laughs> Like a balloon animal. Well, I think they can only do the crazy balloon animal, Austin, if you were uncut. Hey, listen, you know, let's let's get creative. I'm glad you could make it, Andy. Have you, uh, speaking of crazy killer clowns, have you seen I Stitches? You. I hope you don't um, no. Oh, darling, I need to ask you to check that out. Is that the one with Russ Noble? 
Yes. Oh, okay. That movie was so much fun. It's almost like Pennywise the Clown, except you're rooting for the clown because he's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's a comedy? Yeah, it's a horror comedy, but it's super gory and pretty creative in terms of kills. I've seen some weird British horror, which is, like, comedic, but one of them wears where they put, like, um, like a sewerage... Uh, you know, like when you empty out your RV, you use like that hose. Mm-hmm. Shitters full. <laughs> they, they put it up a guy's ass, I reckon, and then they filled it. Or no, they put it in his mouth and they filled it up and he exploded. Like, <laughs> what film is that? And there was another. Like, I forget the name, but I remember some of the deaths. That was one of them. And the other one was they tied a guy to the floor, and they had this woman. I reckon she was either like semi-nude, but she was leading a horse around, and mm-hmm. it was like. The aim was to sort of, the horse would end up stepping on his face and like, it eventually does and kills him. Oh, wow. Just through. But it was, yeah, it was a group and yeah, so they captured these victims and these carnies were sort of watching them getting killed, just like the show. Jeez. And this was a British horror movie? Yeah, I'm quite sick. I remember I saw a British horror movie... That was really bad. Um, the only thing I remember about it was it had... Um, who's that guy who's this uh, straight cross-dressing comedian? Eddie Izzard? Eddie Izzard. Oh. Yeah, and he was, out of, he was out of drag in it. Yeah. He's actually not a bad-looking guy. Yeah. I was actually talking about him earlier tonight. We were talking about the film that Eddie Izzard and Willem Dafoe did where uh, Willem Dafoe played the vampire in Nosferatu. What have you got there? Oh, yes. Um, Shadow, Shadow of the Vampire. Shadow of the Vampire, that was it. And the twist was that Max Shrek was the character and they had actually hired a vampire and promised him hmm. a certain number of cast members if he performed. Little too old. And Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe comes up on this podcast. Film. He comes up a lot because Tony is obsessed with the opening <laughs> shot of Antichrist. <laughs> even though it's not even Willem Dafoe's penis. Do we have confirmation he just likes on to that? Reference it. <laughs> I'm yeah. I I'm pretty sure he he came out and said that's not me. Okay, because like I wouldn't be surprised if. Hmm. If he if would do something weird like that. He, he gets into some weird stuff. I wouldn't be surprised either. Willem Dafoe's penis but I think, played by I Willem think, Dafoe. Um, I think <laughs> Lars Ron Schreer said it too. Well, it, it seemed like an unnecessary shot to create. It if there's was. one that's already it there, this is weird. weird. Yeah, but Von Trier, he deals in shock, horror, and disorientation, yeah. so... One of my favorite films is Dogville. I quite enjoy that one. He's got a little bit of a Skeet Ulrich thing going on right now. Lars von Trier. You're only saying that because you just saw Screen 5. Well, it's just sort of Um, that clean-cut American college boy look. They They all kind of look the same. Okay, he was not clean-cut American college boy in Scream. 
No, no, in no. The just craft. in terms of the, yes. the particular moment. In Scream, you're correct. He was not. And we would never see him in a college look because he didn't make it there. <laughs> he was so cute in the craft. <laughs> I think I actually saw Scream before the craft, so I thought him acting as the puppy dog in love was really weird. Yeah, yeah. And he was in that Sharon Stone movie, Last Dance, wasn't it? Mm, can't say I've seen it. Oh, when she was on Death Row. Yes. You gotta get out of here, Rebecca. No! I, um... Look, he's greasing up obsessive. a pole to yeah, penetrate the guy to kill him. Oh, for God's sake. It's all I have been symbolism. This will do the trick. I have been an obsessive <laughs> Jimmy Garofalo fan since The Truth About Cats and Dogs. And she has been in a lot of movies and unfortunately a lot of bad movies. And unfortunately, the roles in said bad movies are only cameos. <laughs> And I would watch a lot of movies just to see her. I get that. Yeah. Like her two-minute scene. And I remember one that she did with Skeet Ulrich that was awful called Touch. Oh, I didn't mind Touch. I didn't like it at all. Did that you? Was really bad. Did you watch Clay Pigeons? I did. That's a good movie. Hmm. I think it suited her humor well enough. I think I think she did really well in Clay Pigeons. But then Jeannie Garofalo can do no wrong to me, so it's like the heaven's gate cold. And anybody who says any different can go fuck a sheep. Or their sister. <laughs> or their sister. <laughs> or their sister. Or themselves. Those brain dead redneck assholes. I feel like I'm in a cult. <laughs> you're not in a cult. She's Tony. very you're proud of her midriff. You got I kind of go back all. and forth. I kind of go back and forth on this. On this, what do you call it? The jump, uh, the chair jumper. I mean, I, I, I like it because you don't see it coming, but I don't like his scream, <laughs> uh, and I don't like the way the camera lingers on him and the girl after the fact. Um, I kind of. Mm. Well, at least you got to see Corey Feldman get stabbed. So. <laughs> I did. <laughs> You know what? You're always a silver linings guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is. He really is. Once you get to know him a little better. There's a character called Loomis, which... Yeah. He was one of the uh, the frat guys. So, like... I think he was actually the one who memorized the encyclopedias. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, again, it, it, it made my skin crawl a little bit for its cringiness, but it's definitely not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was big, um, right, but okay. not terrible, terrible. Yeah. Oh, all right, let me tell you something. In comparison to the shit that Apex put out in the 90s, this is like 
a Hollywood film. <laughs> Imagine having Corey Feldman as your Hollywood representative. Well, um, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Imagine doing a film where the biggest expense is Corey Feldman. Yeah. Like, you're so proud of the script you wrote. Oh, Corey Feldman showed interest in this. Oh. Like, two like thirds, Tom Arnold being in your movie. Yeah, two-thirds of the budget went to Corey Feldman. Like, that's just heartbreaking. Oh, I don't think... Well, with this movie, probably, because this was the budget was probably quite low. But... Um, script research, yeah. I, uh, that didn't get paid. <laughs> I would be willing to bet that he's not demanding when it comes to movies. I think he probably just takes whatever he can get. Yeah. Because he knows... I, well, He probably offers nudity. And he's like, They're like, no, no we'll pay right. you more to oh, keep it God. on. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. I saw him do nudity in one movie and it scarred me for life. Corey Sweldman. <laughs> but then later he got shot in the chest so with a gun but I had to with look at his chest <laughs> yes <laughs> fuckers got shot all on his face <laughs> caught it in the face the hair there's no coming back from that without a good towel a sham wow a good towel that's how you handle those situations oh it's a sham wow situation <laughs> Well, I certainly hope not, because you might get bit in the face like that hooker. You never know. Listen, these days, with the last few years, I'm just glad for the attention. So it's all good. I understand. (laughs) Mm. So that was voodoo. (laughs) That was voodoo. And I, I, I still stand by it. I think it is a good movie. I mean, again, nothing will be as terrible I, as my experience with Birdemic, Shock, and Terror. So with that as a metric, I'm with you. I think um, I think uh, Jed actually hates that one, too. Yeah, it's a, it's a goddamn nightmare. Tony, have you seen this, uh, Birdemic, Shock, and Terror? No, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't even heard of it. Oh... God bless you. Look up the trailer on YouTube and try not to throw yourself off a building. So, Bermetic? Birdemic. So, think pandemic. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, it is is the very definition of evil. Do you like those um, Thanksgiving movies? I mean, I, I love the spirit behind them. And they're, they're, like, there's even a couple of funny jokes, but it's just so crass. Uh, the thing for me is I'm a super comedy snob, too. So, like, I don't enjoy things where people believe themselves to be funny. I need them to actually be funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so uh, Thanks yes. Killing is very much like, <laughs> yeah, let's get drunk and, and stab bitches with tits. <laughs> like, come on. You, you can try a little harder. Yeah. And the one, I thought the one-liners that the turkey did were delivered were not even clever. 
at all. Well, so there was one, and I don't remember the exact wording, but it was a joke about Jean Benet Ramsey. And the joke itself was funny, but they immediately used it again several moments later. Ah. Oh. I mean, a victim of bad editing. If they'd used it just once, it would have been a funny joke, but they, they stole that opportunity from themselves. Maybe it wasn't a mistake. Maybe it got a huge response on the set, and they were like, oh my God, everybody loves this joke. We got to put it in the movie twice. Then everyone on the set should be drowned. <laughs> well, everyone on the set was completely incompetent, so. Couldn't tell. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they already were drowned. Right, that's when they made the movie. <laughs> After severe brain damage. Yeah, it'll do it to you. Okay, so uh, clearly um, I haven't swayed either of you with your homosexual undertones. Gay. I'm surprised um, you didn't see it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised you didn't see it. The dicks are literally hitting you in the face. yeah. No, things that you perceive to be phallic are visible. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh-uh. I'm not letting you have this one. Um, are you familiar with, um, what is it, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon? Yeah. He explains it flat out. You're not going to kill somebody with a dinky little gun. It's going to be a big phallic weapon, a shotgun, a big blade. Um, and it's all representative of emasculation. And so when they're running around with these big shooting guns and he's being controlled by another man, like, the writing is on the cum sock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that final thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, um, yeah. So that was voodoo. Uh, um, apparently, it's uh, it should go in the gay section of your horror library mm -hmm. if you are one of the three <laughs> people who actually own it. Um, and um. Something I'm sure Corey Feldman is, well, I was going to say very proud of, but I doubt he remembers even making mm, it. Poor thing. I'm, I'm sure he'd be able to talk in depth about his choices. <laughs> oh, um, before, uh, before I was telling Tony off mic, I was trying to, to find something about the movie because there's really nothing out there. Um, Except for a Wikipedia page that really doesn't give much information except for some um, stuff about some of the actors. But I was curious if there was anything on the director. And the director has a really unusual name. Um, it's like Renee something. And I yeah. Googled him. And if it's, if it's the same guy, he's writing self-help books for people with, who are co with, to help people with codependency and addiction issues. And he has a podcast as well. Um, and if you're hearing this, I would like to, to get you on and to talk about voodoo. <laughs> that would be amazeballs. Um, but until that happens, 
we're going to sign off. And I want to say thank you to Austin and thank you to Tony for joining me for this thank one. Thank you. Happy to be here. It was a lot of fun, albeit frustrating at times. Venus. Um, <laughs> nevertheless. Um, okay. So, And I also want to say thank you to everybody for listening. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.